0: People can tell a lot about you by your presence, but many times they can grasp so much more about you by your absence. Now, this is part two of our two-part conversation with our amazing guest, Pastor Kayla Carter. Let's talk about
1: it. In today's cruel culture and wounded world, you deserve some good news.
0: has taken the punishment for every single person that's in this room. He put the curse in reverse, and just like Adam turned a garden into a grave, Jesus turned a grave into so a garden. It's just grace upon grace upon grace, and favor upon favor upon favor. But we're still here, and we're still standing, and we got Jesus, so we've got the victory.
1: I think that heaven, we have to reflect heaven in the earth. I think that's Come on. Right do so anyway yeah
0: I I think I think you're exactly right and and I'm glad that you you went in the direction that I thought you would go. I love that because <laughs> the, don't listen because the thing is this I think the more vulnerable open honest and transparent we are with God that that gives us the steel spine and the backbone to drop our facades in the earth and look God. at other people and say man look dude I'm not going to point my finger at you and tell you what you should do. I'm going to throw my arm around you and say, you know what? Me too. I've gone through some of those same situations. I can be open and honest and transparent with people. I can, I can show them who I am and not be afraid of them turning away from me or any of that kind of stuff. Because I'm like, man, this is just me straight up. It doesn't matter about a title as a minister or a pastor or an apostle or any of that stuff. It's like, man, no, I've got, I've got challenges. I've got struggles. I got things that I got to try to dig through too. You know why? Because we're all still people who live in a fallen world. Yes, we might be believers, we're saved and all of that kind of good stuff, but we still live in a fallen world. And you're right. When we begin to get this vertical relationship where we can do that with God, where, where we're where sharing things with him, we open our ears and we listen to him, that that translates to our horizontal relationships where we're able to do that. And I love the fact that you said, and I'm glad you went in the direction. Yes, I understand Psalm 46 says an ever-present help in time of trouble, but we also got to understand God is an ever-present help, period. In the time of trouble, in the time of triumph, in the time of strife, it doesn't matter. And and you know as well as I do, we have a, a time of prayer, ministry time at our church a lot of times on worship during our worship experiences on Sundays. And I've watched you do this, I've watched Pastor Brad do this, I've watched many of our leaders do this. And and, and what we've done is is at times where we want people to come and get prayer if they're challenged in some way, but it's so refreshing at times when we just stand and say, you know what, how about we all just gather down here and let's just thank God for what he's already done. Let's just thank him for the triumphs, man. Let's get to because we're not just here to grovel. We're not just here to throw our problems up at God. We're also here to celebrate what he has already done and what he's doing in and through us. So yeah. thank you for leaning into that and encouraging people that, Man, just lean into the ever-presence of God, period. Whether it's trouble, challenge, tr- whatever it is, just lean into that ever-presence period of God because he's always there. Yeah. Well, let's let's switch gears just a little bit because we've talked about being present in the moment. Let's talk about how absence in the moment is so detrimental and why it hurts people um, in generally, but mostly... How it deteriorates the uh, the believer's integrity and hurts those that come to us seeking care and comfort and counsel because you know when when we don't when we're not in when we don't have the integrity to have our ears open to intentionally listen to people who are coming to us with 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 a plight or, or and they're looking for care, comfort, and counsel. I really feel like that erodes our integrity as believers. So I want you to talk a little bit about how absence in the moment is so detrimental, especially among believers.
1: Well, you know, I mean, I think that we're going to, if we carry on and, and keep having this, we're going to just have a bunch of surface relationships Mm. is going to come down to. We are never, you're never going to get to the root of any issues because you have been taught. Because if you, if, if you really get to that point, if, if rejection kicks in. So, if, so if, if somebody doesn't ever hear you or you don't feel like you're heard or listened to, then you're going to start developing a defense mechanism where you're, you're just going to show this, this, this much of yourself right. to people. Right. And, and there's never going to be a root. There's never going to be a heart connection or intimacy with someone because we're just going to start developing a bunch of surface or superficial relationships. And right, right. why is that detrimental? Cause my goodness, you can just look around and, and tell that that is happening. And so there's people that are walking around, you know, um, with real deep rooted issues that they're just brushing under the rug, brushing under the rug rushing under the rug and then finally it gets like this and then one little tiny trigger causes mm. causes a massive explosion and so now you're looking at people that don't know how to govern their own emotions and feelings so that's why that I mean uh, you know a, a lot of the younger generation they're all over the place with their emotions and um you know <laughs> cussing people out all over the place and right. And, Crying and whining, and just being like, just um, absolutely um, the victim mentality, and all that kind of stuff, just kind of goes along with that. And it's because you know it's a defense mechanism. If if you're never seen or heard, you you think in your mind, you believe the lie that you're not important. You're and and you believe that. So when somebody's like, "God loves you," you don't believe that God. Mm, loves you you right. don't believe the things that people say you, so you can't trust people. So you got a bunch of schizophrenic people just, you know, not trusting each other and everybody's out to get me kind of, of thinking. And, um, and so think about it, you know, if you, if you have that image of God, you know, if you, if you're, if you're thinking that, if you've believed all these things, all these years, then you, you can project that onto your relationship with God. And, um, and, and, That's why it's detrimental is because you're never going to let him get to the root of you, to the core, to what you, to go to those dark places, go to those rooms that you've shut down and shut off. And you're never going to get the true, it says we are supposed to be rivers of living water. Come on. Rivers of living water means that it's coming through us. But if, it, if we've got places that we've shut down inside of us, then no water can flow out of us. It's gonna get stopped up. So wow. love, can't, love can't go in, love can't come out. And so that's why it is so detrimental to be heard, to listen to people, to hear their heart. Because if not, they're gonna develop some of these harmful patterns And I'm just saying some of the things long-term, what can happen over a series of a pattern of years of not being heard and believing lies. And so whenever you do hear truth, you're not going to hear it, you know? And so that's why it's detrimental um, to society that, that this, you know, that we really start developing deeper, deeper uh, uh, conversations and, yeah heart
0: to heart connections. Yeah. Wow. Even
1: a question. Or not. No, it
0: does. It does. Cause even, I mean, even recently, you know uh, we were talking about in, in our gathering, we were talking about the, the very fact that what I have inside of you uh, or what I have inside of me, someone else needs what the yeah. gifts and the talents and the treasures that God has given us are not for us to hoard. They're for other people. So when we choose to shut ourselves down or shut ourselves off and we're not actively listening to people when they're talking to us, that erodes our own character, our own integrity because people are talking to us because they literally are saying, you've got something. I believe that God sent me to you because you've got something inside of you that I need. But if you choose to, to not be attentive and listen in a moment, you're, what can end up happening is, is the person that's that's looking for that, again, that care, that comfort, that counsel, whatever it is they're looking for, they begin erecting walls that don't have to be there because we are, again, not mastering our moments. We're, we're missing those moments when we have have the opportunity to share what God has put on the inside of us that can help uplift and encourage and stir someone else's faith in that direction that they're trying to walk in. So I think you're exactly right. I love that. I want to. This is this is. But here's where I want to go next, and, and we're we're gonna start landing the plane. But I want you to come back to where you were a little while ago. Put your thinking cap back on about these approaches, but and I want you to you know to start kind of wrapping your mind around that. But here's what I do want to do. I want to read a passage of scripture for you because I think it kind of. um I think it wraps itself around this whole idea of being present in the moment and what it looks like. And it looks like a good approach to me. And then I want you to talk about it a little bit. And I've got it right here. It's uh, Nehemiah chapter six, verses one through four. And it says this, when word came to Sanballat, Tobiah, Geshem, the Arab and the rest of our enemies that I had rebuilt the wall and not a gap was left in it. Though up to that time, I had not set the doors and the gates. Sanbalat and Geshem sent, sent me this message. Listen to the message they sent to Nehemiah. They said, come let us meet together in one of the villages on the plain of Ono. But they were scheming to harm me. So I sent messengers to them with this reply. I am carrying on a great project a great project and cannot go down. Why should the work stop while I leave it and go down to you? Not once, not twice, not three times, Pastor Caleb, but scripture says four times they sent me the same message, and each time I gave them the same answer that I can't come down there because I've got a great project that I'm invested in, and I'm not going to be distracted and take my time away from that. Now I think that this is a great approach to not being distracted in the moment. This is—I mean, this is, sounds like exactly what we're talking about. He understood his—he understood his role. He Nehemiah understood his assignment. He understood that these men were just trying to harm him. For one, but more importantly, he was like, "Man, I got this thing that I'm already well invested in. I'm paying attention to this. I, I have a certain amount of time on this." I'm so invested in what's right in front of me and present in the moment that I'm not going to pull time away from this work that I know God ordained me to do to go do something else. So, again, I think this is a great approach to not being distracted in the moment. But can you give us an approach or some approaches to being effectively present in the moment? I mean, I think when I think about being present in the moment, I think about things like um, being an active listener, um, responding. Rather than reacting, uh, I think about stuff like regurgitating details to others, uh, people just so they understand that. Let me make sure I heard you correctly in the scope of the conversation that we're having so that we can move, you know, forward in proper context. Am I on the right track when I start thinking about that stuff when it comes to, you know, being uh, attentive in the moment? Give us some approaches that you've got in mind.
1: Yeah, I mean, I i definitely I I definitely agree with um you know, uh, just being at- attentive, I think you know, I mean, something as basic as eye contact. <laughs> think, about <how laughs> many com- think about how many conversations that you have with people that are looking down, texting, or doing something while you're talking to them,
0: right? <laughs> oh, right? Oh,
1: my lord, how many times, and you know, and uh. Uh, me, me and my mom were sitting at the table one day and the whole family was eating around it. And every single every person we looked up and we were like, we were the only people looking up, you know, <laughs> the whole entire family was looking down at their device. And it's just, you know, I think just simple. I mean, okay. Yes. You can hear me and you can listen to me and you can regurgitate the conversation. That's great. But I want you to look at me. I want you to engage me. Mm. I want you to look at me eye to eye, face me heart to heart, so that our hearts can connect and so that we can really, literally, intentively listen. I have to look at people's facial features, you know, facial movements, body language, and things like that. I mean, you have to see those things. And when I think, whenever a person, is looking down or you know distracted or something, I mean, I'm gonna stop talking. I I, right. I yeah, I will stop talking to you. Um I, I'm gonna be like, okay, they're too busy for me. And and so I'm just you know, I'm gonna just gonna move right on. And um now if it's somebody I know and I know how they are, know, you know, like my family and all, and right. I'll be like Put your phone down. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Say that to them. But um, but just I, I think that just one simple thing is, you know, like just approaches and just another thing is my mama told me a long time ago, start out like you can hold out, honey. That's it. And start out like you can hold out. So if you're not really gonna pray for me, or if you're if you're not really gonna, if you don't really care about my day, or if If you don't really care how I'm doing, don't even ask.
0: (laughs) There you go. There you go.
1: (laughs) Like, I think we walk by each other. Hey, how are you doing? And then somebody starts talking and saying how they're doing. You're like, oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) You know, I mean, we got to, I mean, don't ask unless you really want to know if you're really, truly intentional. Like, stop. That person look at them. You can look at them and tell if they're not okay. Or right. maybe they're putting on a front and, you know, and maybe, you know, something that's going on, maybe, you know, that they're not okay. And if they say, yeah, fine, I'm doing good. You know, you can say, put your arm around them. How are you really, are you really, right. okay? you know, just, I mean, I just think it just takes a, a little extra step. And, and when I say start out, like you can hold out, you know, like, don't say it unless you don't don't say I'm gonna pray for you unless you go pray for that person right right <laughs> or pray right then better yet pray right then you know um pray with them um and I think oh gosh what better way to develop an intimate relationship with somebody you know or or to to develop a relationship with somebody other than praying with with them right I mean you that is a heart connection like you wouldn't believe and um, you can't be mad, can't stay mad at somebody when you're praying with them, you know, or praying Come for them. On. So I think those are just, I mean, just some practical ways. And, um, you know, like you said, just intentionality, um, you know, like not knowing in uh, the purpose thing that caught that really, when you're reading that scripture, that purpose thing really, really um, caught my attention because, Um, It it brought me back to whenever, you know, we started this, we started our ministry um, so many years ago. There is a lot of naysayers, okay? It Mm. reminded me of the story, you know, come down here, come do this. Why don't y'all do this? Why don't y'all do that? And, um, you know, there is a lot of people that were telling us a lot of things that we should do. But our purpose was so strong that it overrode every single thing and it because we had per we were being led by the holy spirit like nobody's been- i mean we were really le- being led and so when you're being led by the holy spirit things outside cannot get your focus off come because on such a a conviction such a powerful purpose inside that you know that this is, this is what I'm here for. And I think that that scripture in Nehemiah, was so, it was just a depiction of that. Like, you know that you know that this is what you're supposed to be doing. And so there's, you know, there's different levels to that. There's passing each other in the hallway, but then there's times of purpose where you know the Holy Spirit has called you out to do something and you have got to, you've got to Rid yourself of the naysaying, the negativity, the the what you should do, because everything that's good is not God, and and they mm. might have great advice, they might have real great advice, but it's not God, it's not what God's called you to do, and so I think that that is another reason why distraction is so detrimental, and and purpose is so powerful, and and just so important. So I don't know, um, you know
0: you want to go off on that? No, that, no, that hit the nail on the head because when you're, when you're, and and again, just, just coming back to even just being present in the moment in regard to even just a conversation, if you, and, and why purpose in that is so powerful, if your purpose is to literally hear what this person standing in front of you has to say. If your purpose is to literally deepen relationship with friends or family or in your marriage, and they say, hey, I need to talk to you, and you say, okay, but as soon as they start talking, you pick up your phone or you're watching TV or whatever the case might be, then then you're really not pressing into the powerful nature of the purpose of that moment. But if you will press into that, there is nothing that can pry you away from that. And you're exactly right. I love... What, what, uh, what your mom Kay taught you about, you know, (laughs) start out how you can hold out because here's the thing. People will honor you so much more and, 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 and and respect you so much more if you just be honest with them, because if you say, how's your day going? And you say it in an intentional way, and then they begin speaking. And then all of a sudden your body language and everything is saying, I really don't care about how your day is going. You would have, you would have been a lot better off from the beginning, just saying, You know what? I, i'd really love to talk to you but i i just i don't have the time the t- attention or the mental bandwidth right now just to, I'm just and just tell them I'm just being honest with you yeah man that that might that might rub them a little wrong in a moment but i promise you if they think about that they'll respect you a whole lot more because you didn't waste their time they didn't waste their breath talking to you they can go then talk to someone or find someone that they can have that conversation with that will engage with them that will honor what they're talking about so i think that those are Two great and powerful practical things, pressing into the powerful nature of purpose, so that nothing can draw you away from that, and just simply, you know, start out how you you know how you can hold out. Then I I I love. I'll call
1: you back. I'll call you back. (laughs) Where you know you might just have to say, "Look, I ain't got time to talk to you today. Call me. (laughs) You know, text me, uh, whatever. (laughs) Message me." But it's
0: really it's really that simple. I love it. I love it. Well. Pastor Kayla, thank you so much. This has been amazing. It has been incredibly engaging. It's been extremely informative. You have dropped some nuggets of gold on us today for our viewers and our listeners. I really, really appreciate you taking the time to be with me and the Preacher Think family today. But before we leave, tell the people how they can connect with you on social media.
1: Oh, sure. Um, Well, I'm on, you know, I'm a little technically... Uh, not very present sometimes, but I try to be, but if you would like to connect with me, I mean, I'm on Instagram, Caleb um, B. Carter, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, a lot of people um, inbox me, you know, messenger and things like that, if they want to connect with me, um, so I'd love to, and uh, that's the two basic ways i know (laughs) to get up with me um and connect with me but
0: yeah sure awesome awesome well again pastor kayla thank you so much you know that i love you i appreciate you thank you so much for taking the opportunity to speak into this ministry here at preacher Think to speak some great encouragement and wisdom and intellect and knowledge into the people who are going to listen to this and that are going to view this again thank you for joining us today
1: Thank you so much for having me. I've enjoyed every minute, so thank you.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're about to run out of time. We hope that you have enjoyed the show today. We hope that you will connect with us, and we hope that you will continue to live out your life at the pace of grace. You guys be blessed.
1: Want to share the good news? You can support Preacher Think by sharing it with everyone using the share button. You can stay connected to Preacher Think via Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and various podcast streaming platforms. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns about what the gospel has done for you, message us or leave them in the comments section. You can also email us at preacherthink at gmo.com. Thanks for tuning in.